All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back. Footy Finals Fury. I'm your host, Tom, and I have Thomas on the other side. Um, today, we're just going to talk about Saints. Now, Thomas, um, tomorrow, Saints and Richmond. What's going to happen and why? Um, yeah, I'm actually going to that game, so it's a great game to go to. Um, being at Maddie's match as well, um, it's got a fair bit of significance attached to it. I think we've had a pretty good history with Richmond. Uh, the last time we obviously played them was was in the semi-finals last year. Unfortunately, lost that one, but I think it was a pretty close game. Um, if we probably didn't come back against West Coast and then get and got pumped against West Coast, there might be a different story leading into the game. But I think um, both teams two and two at the moment. It's pretty much um, anyone's game for the taking. And I think um, you know both teams be looking to win win the game essentially because it'll 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 keep building their their season together. I think it's a really important game. Um, I know St Kilda have got Port Adelaide next week. I'm not sure who Richmond have the week after, but I know if St Kilda can win this game, um, it just sets the standard going in to the next game and the next game following that. Considering we've got a really tough draw overall, um, I'm hopefully that if St Kilda bring the effort they brought against West Coast um, to, the, to the game to the game tomorrow night against Richmond, I think um, we'll see kind of the best of St Kilda and and why they ended up being in the top six last year. Okay. Um, let's just refresh our listeners. Uh, so, uh, I could be wrong here. Um, West Coast lost to Saints by 30-odd points on the weekend, right? Uh, I think it was at 20. Sorry, sorry, uh, 20. 20. Yeah, I think 20 points in the end. Okay. Um, but I think the more impressive thing was, I think St Kilda were down by about 33 points halfway through the third quarter and managed to swing it around by about 50 points so it was essentially a 50 point turnaround which was the most impressive thing um, because I think looking into half time it looked pretty grim um, and then to turn it around and win it by 20 points and, and effectively stop West Coast scoring altogether after three quarter time was, was probably the most impressive thing going into, going into that match or after, uh, after that match Okay, let me, let me just break it down um, if you have to give three votes to the midfield, forward, or back, um, as a like a, a, a like a, a pack, who would you give three votes to? Um, for defence, I think it's a tough one, <laughs> but um, I just probably three votes I give. Yes, probably Dougal Howard mm-hmm. um, coming in from Port Adelaide. He's a, he's a young player as well. He's, he's not the oldest guy going around. He's I think he's you know twenty mid twenties or whatever. Um, and he basically gets the, the, the number one attacker week in, week out. Um, and I think he's just provided a little bit more stability down there. Um, I know St Kilda in the past have struggled a lot with height down back. We always pretty much get um, shafted against anyone, any team that's got, you know, three tools. And he, and he takes out the number one attacker and does a really good job back rebounding. And he's kind of brought a new energy into that back six. I mean, I think he's like vice captain at this year or something like that. So... He just, it just um, re-energizes, I think, the back six. It looked a bit stale um, before he came in. And it, and it just gives, I think, Saints supporters a bit of a surety going into, the, into each match that we know we've got, you know, Mr. Reliable down there pretty much week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't really disappointed. He hasn't had really a bad game, to be fair. He's, he's been really, really consistent um, from stepping in the club. And I guess a midfield, 
I mean, no surprise, Jack Steele mm-hmm. uh, dominated against. He had a huge game. I think he scored about 150 super coach points. Um, had a massive game against West Coast last week, and he just looks like he stepped up to another level. And I think the most impressive thing is he used to be kind of that, you know, that mould where it was a really hard tag kind of role um, where he'd just go to the best opponent and try and lock him down. And, and now he's developed his two-way running in a sense where he where he can attack the scoreboard, but he's also pretty much the first player to work back defensively. And, I mean, as a captain, you kind of have to do that. You've got to set the example. And he's hit the scoreboard in the last two weeks. I'm pretty sure I think he scored three goals against Essendon. Mm-hmm. and pretty much the match winner against West Coast. Um, but it's not, as I said, it's not only the disposals he's getting, he's, he's basically, you know, one of the best two-way runners in our team. Um, and I guess he's leading from the example, leading it from the front um, in all reports. And I think um, up the forward line, I probably would have given it to Tim Membry, considering how hard the guy works. But I think another guy that's a little bit forgotten, who actually went to my high school, Jack Billings, um, he gets a lot of crap, I guess, from the media because he was in the same draft year as like Bontempelli and, and guys like that who have done, you know, things. I mean, was it, I think it was Bontempelli or um, Christian Petrarch. I don't know if they're in the same draft year or not, but I know a lot of Saints supporters say like, oh, we could have got Christian Petrarch instead of Jack Billings. And he's always been a little bit disappointing, I guess, at times because he just hasn't lived up to the hype in the midfield. But he's pretty much started the season on a house on fire in, in the Ford 50. Um, I think he's ranked elite in most categories in that forward half and he showed again why he's so dominant he just pops up when we need him to and he's pretty reliable in that forward half now and I think he's found his spot um, pretty much playing that kind of wing or or one step ahead of the ball kind of that forward 50 half forward flank and he's been really effective Um, and he usually gets pretty quiet in patches of the game and kind of um, just, just fades away but he's been really dominant this season and he's pretty much racked up you know, twenty excess of twenty five disposal and a couple goals each game he's played, regardless if we've won or lost. It's been really impressive from him so far. Okay, um, <clears throat> who's gonna stop Dusty? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think we've done it in the past. We've actually, I think St Kilda's done really effective jobs on Dusty. Um, previous years, it's been Callum Wilkie down back when Dusty's pushed forward. I think, as you know, everyone knows Dustin Martin is not only one of the predominant midfielders in the competition, he's pretty much one of the best one-on-one forwards in the comp when he does push up forward. And I think when he does push up forward, Cal Wilkie um, has had pretty good history against him. Um, just kind of blankets him real well. I mean, we had um, other players run through him in the past, so haven't really worked out. But I think going up forward, it'd be probably Callum Wilkie who takes him and he's done a really effective job on him. Um, and I guess when Dustin Martin's in the midfield, I would I would like to see Jack Bytel have a crack against him, um, or just go head to head with Jack Steele. I know Jack Steele can shut down the role, but I think if you have Jack Bytel in him and just tell him before the game, look, you just got to stop him at all cost. Um, if you tell a young player to do that, they'll they'll do it. Um, and I think having those two in tandem to try and stop him across the ground would be a really effective way to, to go about it. Um, but I think. If we were able to utilize our, our speed in the, on, on Marvel mm-hmm. um, and hopefully just play, basically play keepings off against Richmond in a sense, um, the less the less of the footy gets in Dusty's hands, the better. Okay, put it this way: um, Do you think it's a game is going to be like goal to goal, goal to goal, or it's more like another comeback win from either of the teams, well, Richmond and Saints? Because this is. Um, a- 
Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I, I'd like to say it'd be goal to goal. I mean, Marvel does have a quite a fast track. I mean, obviously it's an indoor stadium, um, so the ball flies through pretty quickly. I mean, having said that, the last two games St Kilda's pretty much had him play, play, um, play chasing pretty much because we've been smashed in the first half and to come back. Um, but I think if we put the pressure up against Richmond, um, I've a pretty good feeling that it'll go pretty much goal for goal, mm-hmm. and a pretty close contest. I mean, I think you know we we start pretty well against Richmond. Um, it's a team that you know we go into every game pretty. I mean, obviously, past couple of years dictates. The results say say differently, but I think in the last year or so, every time we've come up against Richmond, we've we've stacked up pretty well, and I think it will be goal for goal. If you look at that semi final, obviously we, we got blown out the water in the first ten minutes or so, and then it was pretty much goal for goal after that. I think we got a few few key players that weren't playing in that final come back now um, to the shore, and I think it'll really um, be an interesting game. But I I think. Um, just how well Richmond play in general and if St Kilda can bring that kind of quick ball movement I'd hope it'd be goal for goal and hopefully St Kilda can grab a couple early and really um, dominate from there on inwards. Okay you spoke about Marvel and uh, the speed so are we kind of looking at 100 point game for one or both teams? Say that again? So are we going to have uh, one point plus points um, for one or both teams? Is, is, it, um, yeah, is it going to be a high-scoring game? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it, it depends. I mean, it just depends how well the other opposition defence shuts down the best forwards, I guess. Um, if, you, if you asked me that question three years ago, I would have said Richmond would pump us um, pretty convincingly just because of our lack of forwards up front. But I think if you look at both ends of the ground, um, you have two key forwards there. Well, not, I wouldn't say two key forwards, but two forwards that play a pretty similar role. You pretty much have Max King and Tim Membry at one end and, and um, Jack Revolt and Tom Lynch at the other. And I think, you know, you, your small forwards are Dan Butler, Jack Higgins, Jack Billings in, in one end. And then for a turn, you've got Jack, uh, Jason Castagna, Jake Arts. Um, I don't know who else I'm missing, but there's a, probably a few others. And, it, and it's pretty level if you look at the two forward lines. However, I might be biased here because obviously St Kilda supporter, but I think we're a little bit more versatile in our two key forwards. Even if you throw Josh Butler there as a third forward, I think we're more versatile as a forward unit. I think Richmond are a little bit more stagnant in their tall forwards. And um, if Dougal Howard and Captain Cal Wilkie um, or whoever, whoever takes up the second tall defender up there, if we're able to stop that, um, really stop them in the forward 50, I think, we're a little bit more versatile and hopefully can score a few more goals. Mm-hmm. But having said that, it seems like our forward line is a very confidence-based forward line. I mean, it showed, you know, we played Essendon and got the pumps, even though our forward line was probably better than Essendon's, but they just all look flat. And as soon as the kind of ledger turned halfway through that third quarter against West Coast, we looked unstoppable with that forward line. So I think it's just building that confidence back. And as a, I'm pretty confident in saying that St Kilda probably has a little bit more versatility going with their tall tools. I mean, Max King is incredibly versatile for a 200-plus centimetre guy. Member he's got a, you know, a two-metre two meter jump in the air. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say they're a little bit more versatile than, than Richmond's stay-at-home forwards. But, you know, okay. as, as uh, history shows, Richmond's won a couple of premierships. So yes. you can't really complain. <laughs> only a few, only a few. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I was looking into um, 
some of the young guns. Um, how do you think the young guns is gonna play? You know, given that oh, you know, the reigning premiers, uh, um, and also how they're adjusting this season. You know, uh, you're looking at I would say first, first, second, and third year um, <laughs> young guns. Are, are they are they gonna step up or are they giving out, uh, are they gonna throw out some surprises? Um, from St Kilda. Yes, yeah, St Kilda. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we. If we didn't play Richmond in a final last year, my, my answer might be a bit different. But, you know, we, we pretty much have the same team, bar a few experienced guys that are missing this time around. So I'd say um, we've had that experience against Richmond in a final. And I mean, it's not like we've suddenly had a, a bunch of young guys come into the team all of a sudden that have filled up spots. I mean, these young guys like a Hunter Clark and Nick Caulfield um, have played now a couple of years um, and look really exciting. And I think... If it was at the MCG, it might have been a little bit overroaring with with how well Richmond kind of spread the ball and stuff. But with Marvel, it's such a gung ho kind of attacking style. It, you can pretty much slingshot the ball as quick as possible down one end to the other, and I think that's where St Kilda's youth comes into play. Um, you know, as long as they're confident, it, it shows it's a really exciting brand of footy. I mean, it showed against West Coast. West Coast are a pretty experienced side. Um, we pretty much brought them to the cleaners, and it showed. I think the main thing is the pressure. I mean, Richmond are pretty much the number one pressure team in the competition. Um, and if the young guys can really grit their teeth and, and stamp their authority a little bit over some of the Richmond kind of more senior heads, I think, you know, they, they got to play like they got nothing to lose. I mean, it's such an important match, not only for, for the season for St Kilda kind of building in, but obviously with Manny's match and the significance um, it has within the context of, of the St Kilda footy club, I think... Um, these young players, you know, they play with such excitement that I think it'll show, especially if they can get on the front foot pretty early, how confident these guys are. Mm. Okay. Well, I wish nothing but the best for the, all the Saints uh, listeners out there. So for those uh, who've been following uh, Footy Finals Fury, uh, I've been thinking quite um, deeply how I can really focus on one simple subject um, per week. We don't have to go through each and every team and where it's going. But we do have to come down to the teams uh, who um, some of the footy uh, scores. So, well, footy tipping, sorry. Um, so, what was your uh, score from last week, uh, Thomas? Uh, I think I tipped eight out of the nine. Eight out of the nine. It wasn't too bad. Damn. I mean, I obviously got lucky with tipping St Kilda, but yeah. <laughs> Overall, I think I'm pretty happy with that one. Okay. Um, make it short, make it simple. Just say the name of the team St Kilda Richmond. Uh, I gotta go with Secura for this one. West Coast Collingwood. Uh, West Coast. Sydney G- GWS. And that'll be a close one, I think. Um, but Sydney will win that one. Bulldog Gold Coast. Uh, Bulldogs. Carlton Port. Uh, Port Adelaide. Brisbane Bombers. Uh, Lions Just. Just. Adelaide Fremantle. Uh. Adelaide, I think. So okay. Adelaide, yeah, Adelaide. Um, Hawthorne, Melbourne. Uh, Dees, Melbourne. Geelong, North. <laughs> I don't even know this. Uh, Geelong, yeah. <laughs> Pretty comfortably. Okay, okay. Um, if I'm gonna sit down over a popcorn, which which match will be the one that deserves to finish the whole popcorn and sitting on the edge of my seat? I mean, I don't want to be biased here, but I think tomorrow night's match mm-hmm. sets up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said. If we didn't win against West Coast and we got pumped again, I think it'd be a very different story going into it. 
Um, but both teams are pretty poised evenly at, at two apiece. They've won two and lost two. Richmond have lost two in a row as well, which is something you don't see often in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a pretty much a sold-out game. I mean, at Marvel, under the lights, on a Thursday night, pretty much the whole AFL world is watching those at that match, and there's nothing else to watch mm-hmm. um, in regards to matches. And I think it's going to be pretty big in regards to there's a few key matchups in there you'd want to be watching. Um, and I think, you know, fingers crossed, obviously, hopefully, hopefully St. Kitt will win. But from a neutral perspective, hopefully there's a lot of goals kicked in it's, and it's a pretty close affair, which I think it might be. Um, because I think, I've been hoping anyway, that St. Kilda can want to kind of take a bit of revenge after losing that semi-final last year and, mm. and it'll have the narrative built up pretty well going into it, I think. Mm, I agree. I think, I think even on the bigger picture, I think... Um, even as a Bombers fan, I think St Kilda Richmond is going to really um, um, elevate the whole atmosphere for, I guess, the sporting culture. You know, for I guess for mental fitness for everyone. Just to, you know, we're now in a, in a situation where we can actually. I could be wrong, but are we close?